Hello everybody, this is the Adafruit CircuitPython Weekly uh, meeting for August 20th, 2018. Uh, it is the 49th recorded uh, weekly meeting, which is pretty exciting. Um, these are available on YouTube uh, under the Adafruit channel, which is youtube.com slash Adafruit. There's a CircuitPython Weekly playlist that you can check out past episodes on. Uh, along with those episodes are notes uh, that have time codes, so you can skip around or skim what happened during the meeting. Uh, I'll be taking time codes uh, during this meeting as well, so if I, I pause, uh, sorry for that. Um, this meeting happens every week on our Discord channel at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern time. To join the Discord, uh, which is also a text chat, um, you can go to adafru.it slash Discord. That'll redirect you to our Discord link and that will get you in. Uh, happy to chat with people all, all week long in the text chat. And then um, we have the voice chat uh, at 11 a.m. Pacific uh, in the voice, I think I said that, in the voice channel, we have that. Um, so yeah, everybody is welcome. This meeting is run in four parts. Uh, we start with a, a quick state of circuit Python, which is kind of the, the statistics numbers view of how the project's going. And then uh, that takes a few minutes, and then we'll go into hug reports, which is a chance for everybody to say thank you to others for the work that they've been doing in CircuitPython land. Um, and we do that as a round robin, so I'll start, and then we'll circle around the people in the voice chat um, who are here. It gives everybody a chance to speak, which is really nice. Uh, but if you're lurking, like a couple of people have told me already, uh, we'll just skip over you, no big deal. Um, and then we'll do a second round after that. So the third thing is the uh, status updates, which is a little bit about what you've been working on and a little bit about what you plan on working on uh, in the coming week. And then any big topics we'll cover, we'll cover in the fourth section, which we've called like the in the weeds section, which is let's get as detailed as we want about um, topics that have come up. Um, and if you're in the voice chat, chat uh, feel free to uh, type into the text chat uh, what you want to talk about in the in the weeds section so that we don't have to to wait a, a bit. So um, that's in general how the meeting is run. Again, everybody's welcome to join. We, we don't live stream to other platforms, but we do do it live here on our Discord. Um, and the YouTube video also does capture the, the text chat as well. So uh, if you're wondering what I'm responding to, if I'm bad about not reading it out, uh, check out the video and take a look. Um, if there's pictures and stuff, I'll, I'll do that as well. So uh, let's get going. Uh, we'll start with the, yep, uh, lurking is good. So we'll just skip over people if they're lurking. Um, we'll start with the state of circuit Python, which is a script that I run every night, uh, well, every night before the meeting uh, that does uh, kind of a GitHub Insights style uh, statistics about the project, except the script is is broader than what you would get on GitHub Insights because we're not only are we covering the core CircuitPython repo, but we're covering all of the different uh, associated repos, all the libraries, the newsletter. Um, there's one other thing, but yeah, the newsletter and the libraries are the big things along with the core repo. Um, so these statistics apply to all of that, not just the, the actual CircuitPython repo. So um, first, we like to talk about pull requests. Uh, for those of you who don't know, pull request is uh, somebody had ma has made a change to CircuitPython 
uh, or the libraries or something, and they they proposed that change and and wanted to get reviewed and then merged. Um, so in the last week, as of last night, we had 31 pull requests merged, which is awesome, uh, particularly uh, because Katni and Brandon have slowed on their on their rate to do all of the Python uh, library stuff. So it's it's a very cool number. An even cool number is that's from actually 12 different authors, which might be a record for us. I haven't looked, but it seems like it is. So I, I just want to shout out the the folks on this 12 authors list that I don't uh, haven't seen on here before. Um, that's R Lake, uh, Notro, R Vice. Notro's been on a couple times. Johor, uh, Scott D Webster, and Arrowfarn. Uh, sorry if I'm mispronouncing anything, uh, but thank you all uh, as as new authors to CircuitPython. Um, and then we had seven reviewers, which is a really good number as well. Um, so good job, everybody. Let's keep rocking. Uh, we have 14 open pull requests. So these are these are pull requests that people have made, but they haven't been reviewed or merged. Um, so if you're looking to get uh, start contributing, uh, doing reviews is a great way to do it. Uh, if you just start by... Um, looking it over, making sure it all makes sense, and then testing it, it's its a huge help. Um, so check out the notes if you want to see what those are. And uh, Katni's written a, a great guide on GitHub contributions as well, if anybody's interested in that. Um, Issues-wise, uh, issues are just uh, somebody saying like, hey, I think this code is broken in some way, there's a bug somewhere, um, or it's a feature request. So in the last week, we've had nine closed issues by six people and 11 opens by nine people. So we are uh, gaining in issues a little bit, but not too bad. Um, we're still very early in the like 4X release cycle. So it's expected that we're kind of making more issues than we're closing. Um, although towards the end of that 4X release cycle, we'd expect it to go down, which it did in 3X. So not too worried. Um, there's 141 total open issues, uh, a number of them from libraries, which are a great place to start for people um, and then in addition to the core, the core repo issues as well. Um, download wise, our, our current stable and basically only release right now is 3.0.0. Uh, and we've had about 600 downloads since last week, which is kind of on pace for what we normally do. And again, uh, that is heavily, uh, a thousand of the, the 3,900 total downloads have been on the circuit playground express, um, which is not surprising. It's one of the more popular and prevalent boards. Trinket M0 is uh, second with 449. Uh, if you want the full numbers, check out the notes again. Um, yeah, so that's that's in general. And then uh, if I had to say kind of where we're at, I, I think we're pretty, we're, we're early in the 4X release cycle. Um, and we're also like preparing to do a bug fix on 3.0, um, which is Pretty similar to where we were last week, uh, but we'll start cruising on 4.0 here shortly too. So we're in a good spot, um, making good progress, changing a lot of things, uh, and really prepping for an awesome 4X, just like we had an awesome 3X. Um, so good job, everybody. Um, now I'm going to move on to Hug Reports. Uh, Hug Reports is a chance for everybody to say thank you to uh, people in the community for the work that they've been doing. Um, we do it in a round robin style format. Um, I always start as an example, um, and then we'll go down the list. Um, and I'm taking, I do take time codes with each individual person so that we can skip, skip around if need be. So, 
um, take a time code and get going myself. So uh, first and foremost, I wanted to say thank you to uh, the folks that did the French translation. Uh, I merged it in last night. It looks really great. Uh, of course, I don't speak French, but uh, it was very cool that there was uh, Aerofarn took the lead on that. And again, sorry if I'm mispronouncing it, uh, but Anton too and Dglaud uh, also helped out with that. So I feel really confident because we had a number of people looking at it and debating the, the best way to translate some of the technical uh, technical terms that happen in, in Python error messages. So uh, that should be cool. If, if you speak French and you haven't taken a look at it, uh, you could go to the Amazon S3 bucket and it should be auto building there. Uh, it should be available. So that, that will come out with 4.0. I also wanted to say just in general, everybody, thank you for your resilience with this early 4X churn. Um, I did the internationalization stuff and that caused some new tools to come into our build path, like the, the get tech stuff and the, the all of the translate and uh, error raising stuff that, that has been hitting as well. So thank you everybody for being resilient to that churn. Uh, it's going to it makes us a more nimble co development community and uh, means that we can go farther faster uh, by being resilient to, to that little instability that we get with large changes. So uh, thank you everybody for that. Um, Summersoft, I wanted to say thank you for your persistence on the uh, frequency measurement stuff and the Adabot patching. Those are two very uh, helpful things, uh, particularly the Adabot patching stuff. And then lastly, uh, I wanted to shout out to Deshipu, who sometimes makes a meeting, uh, but he really helped me talking out the display stuff. And then I noticed over the weekend, he also helped the guy that does stuff on Discord with display stuff as well. So um, Deshipu, thank you so much for that. Um, I don't have anybody who uh, let me know about their hug reports uh, before the meeting. If you ever are going to miss the meeting, Feel free to contact me about that, and I agreed this that now. Um, but we'll just go on to Brennan. Hey, yeah. Um, once again, I'd like to shout out Katney for all of the work on this push to get uh, Circuit Python libraries working on the Raspberry Pi. Um, she's been doing a lot of stuff with editing documentation and doing fritzing diagrams for that, and also to Lady Ada for. Um, making some changes to libraries that let us do stuff like I squared C repeated start and uh, mm -hmm. some SPI stuff. Cool. Awesome. Um, thanks, Brennan. Uh, we'll go to Carter next. Can't hear you, Carter. I think Brent restarted to see if he could get it working too. <laughs> All right, Charles is lurking. So Dan, are you working? Can you hear me? I can hear you. All right, good. All right, um, <clears throat> I just like to repeat the thanks to Brennan, Catney, and um, Lady Ada for doing all the Raspberry Pi stuff because that's a there's just a, such tremendous leverage, allowing people to use all our breakout boards on an existing platform by doing that. It's terrific. Awesome. And I, that's it for me right now. Thanks, Dan. Uh, Tuana is lurking. Um, so Jerry. 
Uh, yeah, just a, just a group hug. I'm just still trying to catch up on things. So everybody. No worries. Um, on to watch the stuff over the last two weeks. Totally. Welcome back. Okay. All right, Katni. So hug report to Brennan for keeping up with the other half of all this Raspberry Python stuff. <laughs> um, he's been doing a lot of testing and um, actually uh, did his first library contribution. I think that was last week, um, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. So that was merged. Um, hug report to Lady Ada for all the testing and library work that she's done with the RPI stuff. Um, it's been super helpful. Um, takes a little bit of pressure off of uh, Brennan, I know, and, and me as well, because she's, she's pushing out fritzings and that kind of thing, too. So that's been super helpful. And um, to uh, Tan Newt Scott for being super supportive through all this craziness. <laughs> um, thank you. Mm -hmm. You've been rocking it. It's awesome. Um, okay, uh, Mike is lurking, so we'll go to Summersoft. He usually has it pre-written. And uh, Brent and um, Carter and Lady Ada will be by text, so I'll read those off. So first, um, Summersoft says, uh, Katni and Brennan for pushing through the on the PyPI stuff. Uh, Deshipu for display and other support on Discord this week. Dcloud, Aerofarn, Carlos, and Turbin Rider for the translation work. Uh, group hug to cover what my scrambled neurons may have missed. Uh, reiterating uh, a hug report to myself and Dan Halbert for always having time questions uh, status update related. Okay. And then uh, Mike Barella says thanks to Summersoft for work on GitHub this week. Um, and let me just time code this we're kind of skipping around because everybody's doing it by text at this point um but lady ada also says um katney and brennan for amazing breakneck speed raspberry pi testing and documentation uh they rocked it katney is a fritzing machine uh she is half fritzing half human <laughs> terminator style um cool and then uh I think Brent and Carter were having technical trouble. So if, if things get worked. Can you, can you hear me now? Yeah, go ahead, Carter. Okay. Just the classic hang up and reconnect. Right. Have you turned um, it off and back on again? Exactly. Uh, group hug, as always. And uh, one to Summersoft and Tanute Scott for the code review you did on the pull request for the I2C multiplexer. Cool. And another one to Katni for a pilot thing I ran into that was very enigmatic had to do with just double back ticks. Ah, yes, the uh, missing reference. Yeah, the error message was not helpful at all, but <laughs> apparently she ran into it and said, just do this, and it, of course it worked. Yeah, awesome. Thanks, Carter. And uh, Lady Ada chimed in uh, an additional hug report. Uh, also, Brent wrote a great guide using the new CircuitPython for Raspberry Pi stuff using a plethora of sensors, and they worked amazingly, so it's all coming together. And she's still typing, so uh, she also says, and also Scott and Dan have happily reviewed my 2 a.m. PRs. So she's she's still hug reporting away, which is good. Uh, I'll read those off as they come in. Uh, but for now, we'll skip to status updates. I don't think I missed anybody else. Um, so status updates run in a very similar fashion. Uh, we'll do another round robin, skipping the people who are lurking. 
Uh, and this is a very, very software engineering thing um, where we talk a little bit about what we've been doing and a little bit what we, what we plan on doing. It's a great way for uh, people to give uh, tips, tips and tricks about uh, what uh, things people should look at for the work that they're doing. Um, so, and it also gives everybody a kind of a feeling for what's going on uh, by other people. So uh, I'll take a time code and, and start. Um, so uh, I wanted, I was gonna do graphics last week and it's, it's still very high on my list, but uh, the, the folks doing the French translation did really, really awesome work, but the build wasn't building for most of the boards because uh, the, the French strings are longer than the English strings in general. So we were running out of space on a number of the builds. I had previously started working on um, an idea. I had to save code like ROM space by compressing all the strings. And so I picked that up last week and kind of just went heads down to the point where like I walked, I didn't watch Ask an Engineer live. I wasn't on show and tell, um, but I got it done, which is really great. We've got, um, it saved about two kilobytes of space. Um, kind of depending on what language you're doing. Uh, but I think it bought us enough space to do all our translations, which is great. Uh, we'll see when German lands, <laughs> if we do have enough space, because G- German words are notoriously long, uh, but I think we'll be okay. Uh, so that got checked in, and there were some changes around uh, the way that the string compression and the translation stuff is hooked together. Um, so if you run into get text or message format errors, uh, install get text. And if you, uh, have compile errors that have MP rays in it, uh, you probably need to do a translate call on the string there. Um, which is nice because now it's the compiler actually checks that all of the error messages are marked to translate, which is cool. Um, so yeah, I did that last week. And uh, this week, as a result, is all about graphics. So uh, today, <laughs> I say that all about, but uh, today is a newsletter. Uh, we want to get a 3.0.1 out. So I'm going to look at the NeoPixel issue, um, and we'll get a 301 out with Halloween support, which will be good. And then tomorrow, starting tomorrow, I'm heads down on graphics. Um, some really cool stuff that we want to do with it, like showing error messages on graph on a display if we have it. So. Uh, that'll be really neat, and yeah, that's a, so. That's my that's my status update. Um, so we'll go to Brennan next. Great. Um, so kind of more of the same for me this week. Um, just testing more libraries on the Pi with hardware. Um, I got another order from Adafruit this morning. Mm-hmm. With more sensors and stuff. Um, Pretty much that made a couple of minor changes to libraries to make things work on CPython. Mm. Um, and I am going to be out for probably the next couple of meetings. I am on vacation. So I'll see you all in a couple weeks. Okay. Have a great vacation. Okay. Uh, Carter. Yeah, did the pull request for the I2C multiplexer, as mentioned, and got through uh, one round of code reviews on it. So that's in for you to take another look at. Okay. Um, and then also did some 
uh, research reading on you pinged me on an issue for calculating lux mm -hmm. with the TSL two five nine one light sensor. Yep. Um, and kind of didn't really come up with a good answer, but I put a lot of uh, uh, stuff for you to read in that issue. Yeah, thanks for doing that. I saw it's open in a tab in my browser. Yeah, yeah. So we'll just continue the discussion there in that issue. We don't really need to dive into it here. Okay. Um, and then we'll call, we'll call that good for now for status. Cool. Thanks. Maybe a little more in the weeds. Thanks, Carter. Uh, we'll skip Charles, who's lurking, and go to Dan. Hi. So I, I was on vacation Saturday to Saturday. So. I started before vacation. I had started working on uh, things for the NRF port 4.0, um, doing pin management, which uh, was lacking from that. And I'm still in the middle of that right now. And what I intend to do uh, today, we're going to try to try to fix a, a a nasty UART bug, which we tried to fix and haven't yet fixed. Um, and hopefully, once we get that done, we can come out with another point release for 3.0, mm -hmm. along with a, a couple other fixes and additions as well. OK. Yeah. Sounds good. Welcome back, Dan. It was nice to not hear from you while you were on vacation. I did take, I did, I read email, but I tried not to do anything. Yeah, <laughs> right? that was good. You did a good job. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. Thanks, Dan. Uh, Deshipu, do you have hug reports and status updates? Nothing to report. Okay. Um, I gave you a shout out earlier for helping with the display stuff, so you, you missed that, but you got a couple of hug reports, so go back and listen to that if you want. Um, okay. Uh, Phil is lurking, so we'll go on to Jerry. Yeah, so I'm also back after two weeks of being grandpa, which was a lot of fun. And um, and uh, just slowly just sort of remember what it was I was doing before I before I left. Um, one thing I did get a chance to play with a little bit was the RFM 9X now under under the Blinka under on a Raspberry Pi. And that seems to be working fine. There's something uh, just one of the text strings in the in the simple test program needs to be reworked. But that's I think a known issue with all, a whole bunch of changes that have been happening in tech stuff. So. Mm. Um, Otherwise, it's nice to see that working. Um, I'll have a chance. I'll try some of the other, like the, the RFM69 uh, soon. Um, and then I was playing with that NeoPixel issue that came up on, on and and I, I I guess maybe I had a question. Maybe I should wait for the weeds on that, if that's a good place to bring it up. Sure. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I'd love so. to talk about more of that. I was going to do that this afternoon. Okay. And uh, otherwise, just trying to figure out what I did, what I used to do. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome back. Uh, we really appreciate you being here, Jay. Okay. Katni. So finished up a ton of guides last week. Um, got one more blog post out. We're doing um, updated guide blog posts in batches of five. Um, we've gotten two out and have like 35 guides done. So there's a lot more <laughs> blog posts to be done. Mm -hmm. um, I'm leaving Thursday. 
to head out for holiday. Um, I will be done after tomorrow. So I have my list of things to try and get done between now and then. Um, I'm going to try and queue up all the rest of the blog posts that we can get done. So those are just done and out of the way. And then we're going to be finishing up, um, try and finish up all the I squared C sensors. Um, so get those tested with fritzings and get the guides updated. Um, for the most part, shouldn't be too bad. Um, and that's pretty much where I'm at. Awesome. Sorry, I'm pinging Lady to see if she has status updates. Uh, Mike is lurking, so we'll uh, do Somersoft and kind of uh, everybody else who's on text. Um, although I guess Brent has voice working as well, so I'll do I'll do Somersoft and then I'll do Brent. Um, so Somersoft says uh, for Adabot Adabot patching, uh, the PR is merged. We'll run the Pilot RC. Uh, ignore modules board patch tonight, and then we'll work out the pilot 192 patches. Um, also, we'll add a dry run option to patching. I'm getting tired of changing Git repo sources to test patches. Yeah, totally. Uh, frequency in, working just dandy. Freak M module gets M4 as accurate as can be with the OpenDFLL, for now at least. Initial PRs for submodule updates are merged. Uh, a couple more things to tighten up, then the big PR will happen. Insert reiteration hug here. And uh, lastly, library cookie cutter updated with uh, Travis.yaml, pilot192 stuff, and the and the pilot RC ignore modules board. And that reminds me, uh, did we get, um, do we have a setup.py in cookie cutter? I, I don't think so. Um, we may want to do that for the PyPI stuff as well. Um, we actually talked about that briefly. We can talk about it again in the weeds because um, we kind of had a couple questions about that. All right. I will add that to the list. Okay. And then, uh, Brent, you said your audio is finally working? Yeah, it is. Uh, Discord's being wonky. Oh, well. Um, uh, well, now, so, now I can hear you, so go ahead. Yeah. It wasn't um, connecting into the channel. <laughs> um, so, hug report to Katni and Brennan. Um, doing another guide, which I'll talk about, I guess, a status update, which this is. Mm -hmm. But um, I needed a sensor and wanted it to be compatible both with Artweeter version of the guide and a Python, and it was right on PyPy. And it was awesome, and thank you guys for the quick work on that. It's fantastic. And so this previous week, I finished up a new guide on it's an environmental sensor. I showed it off briefly last week, but I only had the Arduino version working. And the guy goes over both uh, doing an environmental monitor with Adafruit IO on CircuitPython and Arduino. Mm -hmm. And it's a really good guide if you want to see the process between getting it working on Python and getting it working on Arduino, kind of seeing where the code differs. Mm -hmm. And so that's like the first real guide of its kind. I did that with the, uh, the IO basic guides as well, but this is really the first Arduino CircuitPython guide that's been written like this completely like parallel mm -hmm. and um this upcoming week i'm working on an iot house project uh pictures to come eventually and i'm doing it with circuit python as well so that's gonna be fun awesome well that's great to hear it uh, i'm glad your voice started working there brent yeah same here <laughs> 
Um, all right. Uh, sounds of the factory in the background. Um, all right. This is uh, that's it for status updates. Thank you everybody for doing the quick round robin. Uh, I don't think I missed anybody. Uh, so now we'll go into this uh, in the weeds section. Um, there have been two topics that we talked about during status updates that we'll hit first. And then if anybody has other topics, feel free to dump them uh, or uh, type them up in the, uh, okay, in the text channel. So let's, let's first uh, start, Jerry, let's talk about this NeoPixel bug a little bit. Um, okay. So you, so somebody told us that the Itsy Bitsy M4 NeoPixel didn't work, uh, right? Because of timing, and I went in and changed the timing, and I thought I fixed it, and then both the reporter and you, Jerry, looked at it and said it, it still doesn't like, work. It looks like when you tested it, though, you're still testing it on a three volt, three volt power, and on a three volt pin. And the problem actually was on only seemed to crap up. The timing issue that was as reported by the initial reporter was definitely off, mm -hmm. but that wasn't actually the, the it was still working fine. Yeah, uh, on three volts. But if you put it on the five volt, so if you power it from the USB and use the uh, that pin five, which is supposed to be five volt compatible, right? It it doesn't work. Okay. And it, so it didn't work before, and it doesn't work now. Okay. Um, and my one question so that's so if you tested so if you could test it on that on those pins it might make a difference right and i i did a quick check when i looked at it with the scope and i did see there are some big and he showed some pictures in in the in the uh in the issue there are some big negative spikes on that five volt line so hmm. maybe that's something to do with it i did not try putting any resistors on or anything like that um and and the patch you put in was only on on the 3x version is that correct uh, uh yes the, the okay so it's not actually because i was looking in master yesterday and i thought it hadn't been changed there but so it's only in the 3x version right i believe uh, so but i downloaded the version you posted and tried it and it still gave hmm. the same result all right well i'll look at that later today i wonder okay. um i wonder if it works on arduino yeah i don't know um i, I can i can try and play with that maybe later yeah. um i could figure it out too yeah um <laughs> we're a yeah, sucker python crowd here what, aren't we? what i've been testing it with too is the same i think it's the same pretty much unit yes it's this this, this this the rgbw strip little eight eight pixel strip uh, yeah and they are it is a, a ws2812 right because i've got just like a one well, section of a flexible strip on my yeah, breadboard. that's a good question. Well, it certainly fails the same way his did, so I'm hoping it's it's a good test. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'll take a look later and see if I can't reproduce it. Okay, if you if you can't or you have trouble, let me know and I can see if I can pull up the Arduino version and try that. And okay. Try some I mean, if it is has to do with like the electrical connection, like with negative spikes or something, I can't imagine it's something Circuit Python's doing. Yeah. Then. The other thing I guess I haven't tried yet is oh. Uh, yeah, I don't have the the five volt driver. I can yeah. If I try it, well, I could try powering it just separately off five volts and run it on a, you know, on, on like a Metro M4 or something like that. Uh, I don't think it's specific to the M4 necessarily, but yeah. well, it might be speed. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. 
it seems to work fine because I tested it when he first reported it with three volt and it worked fine. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I'll I'll take another look at it. I was okay. hoping we were done, I... but yeah, it'll be good to get done in three oh one. Should be good. Um, okay. Thanks, Jerry. Uh, I really appreciate you going back and testing that again. Um, oh, cool. Okay. Next is cookie cutter. Uh, with setup.py. So the question was, how much of the PyPI setup process can be put into cookie cutter? Because I know you have to encrypt the credentials with Travis. So I didn't know how much of that, how much of the rest of that can go into cookie cutter versus like you just have to do it manually. Yeah. I think it's, I think you'll still need some manual work, but trying to minimize that is would be the goal. Okay. So is it worth formatting the um, Travis.yaml file to have everything except the mm -hmm. Travis encryption in it? Is it is it worth putting all of that into cookie cutter? Yeah, I think so. Okay. I mean, it it's, you know, you've been doing all that work, so it's a matter of, like, figuring out, like, for new libraries, how do we make sure that you don't have to go back and do all that work again? Right. Okay. So, um, I don't think I'll get to it this week. Yeah, totally. Um, Summersoft, but um, we can, when I, when I get back, we can circle back to this. Okay. Um, and figure out what else to add to cookie cutter because it sounds like some of it can be added. Um, I just wasn't sure uh, what I wasn't sure how much of it could be and how much of it had to be done manually. So yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, it's a good reminder too, just to make sure that I, Adabot does check. Uh, Mr. McWethy added a check to see if libraries are on. Um, PyPI, and in fact, I didn't read that off in the stats, but I did leave it in that we have 85 repos in PyPI, which is really cool. Um, so yeah, we do have stats on that as well. Um, I guess I could figure out download download stats too. But yeah, if people have recommendations for new stats, please let me know. Um, all right. We'll move on. We're breezing through the the weed section here. Um, Jerry, you had a build question. Yeah, I just posted. Whenever I, I I tried cloning a new fresh copy of the repo the other day, and whenever I start the if I start the the build Adafruit scripts, yep, um, thing, I always get a message right in the beginning with this. I just posted it's just this fatal error. No no tag exactly matches. Right. And then everything runs just fine. Yep. So should I care? <laughs> uh, no, that is the the build Adafruit bins.sh is trying to figure out what version number to use. And okay. it it does a call to Git that says like, hey, give me, I forget what it's called, but it like, give me the tag instead of the, the Git commit. And I think this is just some standard error thing that we're not catching. Okay. So, all right. So, so it's it's a non-issue. Because I, I, a while ago, it was there were some issues with it, but I, I thought I'd gotten around those. So, okay, I'll happily ignore it. Yeah, I don't um, think that's an issue. The other, the other question I had in the builds is now with all the language stuff, 
Mm -hmm. I assume it, it, if we just do a, you know, uh, our own make board equals, yep. that it defaults yep. to English and Correct. Right. everything special. Everything, everything, you know, works as it did before. Yep. I notice yep. now when you run the full script, it actually creates all three language files and puts them in bin, which is really pretty cool. Yes. Um, and I assume the last one left is the last one run. So you end up, if you just copy the UF2 out of the build directory, you'll get the French version. Is that right? Correct. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, and it... That. <laughs> yeah and i made sure that like if you do one build and then change the translation it, it's only about 10 seconds to build the other translation oh, cool. um because the translations all end up in one c file and then that c file gets we basically just run the linker again um to and I opened... that's, that's great it seems you're working fine i was just a little again it was a lot a couple things caught me I did open an issue about a problem I ran into on the Mac OS that, again, when somebody can look at it, because it's not something I do often, but I was just testing it. Mm -hmm. And the NRF52s are giving are not building there. But, hmm. So I don't know if you're if you're using that. You, you, you're one person I know who uses Mac for building, but yeah, I do. And so it's, if you try 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 and build an NRF52 and see if it works. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I saw, I did see that go by, so I'll take a look at it. Um. And then um, Brennan had a comment about PyPI. Something I didn't mention under status updates is that we've got an ongoing process of deprecating older Adafruit Python libs in favor of the CircuitPython versions as they come online. Um, actually, I should have taken the time code here. Um, call it. So that, that actually is a good question. So our, so the, the policy is basically the, all the old Adafruit libraries that you know, supported the sensors are people are being discouraged from using those in the future and move strictly to the, the Blinka supported stuff. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. In the, in the general case, I think there are probably one or two things will wind up supporting a little longer. Um, but yeah, in the general case, everything's moving to the stuff with the Blinka shim in place. And I, and I know it says it clearly in the guide for Blinka to be about the use of SPI, the, the, the chip select pins. But if that's the case, that you know, I expect that's going to come up more and more. <laughs> that people really have to be careful about chip selects on the Pi. Watch out for it if you're using SPI. Oh, what do you mean by that? Oh, you can't use the the standard Raspberry Pi chip select CE0, CE1, uh, if you're using Blinka. You use a GPIO pin, right? What's that? You just use a GPIO pin. Yeah, you use a GPIO pin. Um, yeah, that's in all the guides. But the, but the standard Pi, so if, you, if you're using any of the older drivers, any other versions, you had something working, you would normally have been using CE0 or CE1 hmm. with the Raspberry Pi's SPI. So if you just try and port over a system and say, oh, I'm going to use Blinken now, it won't work. Or it might work, and it's probably going to give you weird results or problems. <laughs> So you, you do need, it's something that I, I've seen a couple of people get caught up on already. Um, right. And it's probably going to, and again, it's clearly stated in, in the guide for Blinka, but it, you know, it might be something to keep in mind on any, any SPI devices to make sure it's highly well, yeah, well, yeah. well loaded. <laughs> might be worth adding a note to the readme's or something to that effect. Yeah, yeah it works fine when you use a, a, another pin, but it's just. I can see it becoming an issue. 
Right. Okie dokie. And uh, the last thing on the in the weeds so far is uh, Carter has a NFC library discussion um, that is actually kind of going already uh, in the text chat. Um, yeah, it's interesting. I saw Lady Ada just posted. Basically, it was related to the the other issue I posted in the CircumPython mm -hmm. repo for that PN five three two that she's mentioned there. And that mm -hmm. you know, I just came up, I did the issue because it came up in the forum. Someone was asking if it existed and I went and looked and like saw that it didn't exist. So threw the issue up just for tracking purposes. Yep. So I was also like going to ask here if there's anyone else who's got way more experience with NFC because I haven't done anything with it that wants to take that on, then go for it. Or if not, I'm willing to start spooling up on that and start using that as the next thing to do to start working on. But then also I've seen Lady A just posted like she's willing to help out also. Right. Uh, yeah, but, I, she, but she's not here in the voice chat. So anyone in the voice chat? <laughs> I've, have... I've never done it. Nope. <laughs> crickets. Yeah, hearing crickets. Okay. <laughs> I think so. I yeah, it'd be it'd be fun to find an excuse to start getting some experience with this. So maybe I will all do it, and I will keep her in the loop, and we'll just see what happens. Yeah, sounds like you just found the excuse. Yeah, I was willing to defer to anyone who else who has had tons of experience. <laughs> I think you're the. I think you're it, Carter. Well, not now, but <laughs> we'll start. Be. You will be soon enough. Uh, yeah, it's it's something that's interesting to me, but I I have a lot of interesting things, so <laughs> I can't. Yeah, there's there's tons of interesting things out there. Yeah, I can't do it all at once. Gotta do graphics first. Um, all right. Uh, last call. Anything else? All right. Uh, this is a nice and nice and quick meeting. I'll take a time code on the wrap up and think about what I should say. Um, as always, thank you to everybody who made the meeting today uh, or is listening to this after the fact. I know I know people listen uh, afterwards, which is really cool. Um, so if you are one of those people that are listening later, uh, feel free to join our Discord and uh, talk about stuff and. It sometimes you can uh, still chat with somebody even if you're not on at the same time. It's just a, it takes a little bit more effort. Um, so yeah, uh, find us on our Discord. It's uh, the URL to join is adafru.it/discord. Uh, these videos go up on our YouTube channel, youtube.com/adafruit, uh, every week. Uh, on the Circuit Python Weekly playlist, they also get um, linked to from the Python for Microcontrollers newsletter that goes out Tuesday mornings uh, after this meeting. So <laughs> gives me a chance to see what's going on and then put that in the newsletter. So uh, check that out. Uh, subscribe at adafruitdaily.com if you haven't already. Uh, usually one cool featured story and then uh, upcoming events and new guides and uh, just news from around the web. So uh, happens once a week and it's spam free. That's the only thing you'll get is that once a week email. Um, so feel free to join that as well. Uh, lastly, uh, if you are interested in joining these meetings live, they happen 11 a.m. Pacific uh, on Mondays, which is also 2 p.m. Eastern in the U.S. Uh, everybody's welcome to join. Just join our Discord and hop in. 
uh, happy to have people, uh, whether we're hearing about new CircuitPython projects or we're hearing about core work, uh, it's all part of the community. So we want to hear about it. Uh, yeah. So until uh, next week, thank you everybody for joining. Thanks everyone. Ciao.